Who wants, Daddy, who wants a pot of coffee? I just make coffee. You want a cup of coffee? Sure, there you go. Who wants coffee? Anybody else want coffee? Who wants coffee? And now, it's time for the man with the caffeine. The new tropics for the brain. It's Coffee with Mike. Hang in, hang tight, grab your cup, and let's get this thing started. Hey everybody, welcome back to Java Chat. Uh, this one's going to be another interesting one. We get the honor of having Soph Sheesh here. Uh, quite the interesting background. She has, let me read a little bit. She's, she's an author, she's a speaker, you know, everybody I bring on here has at least got at least one book or has been a speaker or does something. So she's those, she's an entrepreneur, she's done a few businesses. She's also a psychologist or psychologist or psychiatrist, which? Psychologist. Psychologist. So she understands the mind. Yeah. And this is one of the reasons how I'm, I'm glad she's here today. Um, she has this thing where she can cut through people's bullshit and bring you out <laughs> to some real reality. I, I mean, come on, as entrepreneurs, we make our own realities. We choose our own, our own who we think we ought to be. And it's not necessarily everything that we are or who we're or who we are. So I'm sure we'll get into some of that today. So thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you for inviting me. So our, our, our first, um, our first section is always about who, who are you? Where are you from? Where'd you, you know, and you have, you have a wonderfully beautiful cultural background. I'd love for you to share your story. Like, how did you get to where you are today? Wow, that is the biggest question um, <laughs> I've heard in a while. I'm from France, um, Paris. Um, I, I escaped a little bit in my early 20s. I had come to the States when I was 18 and wow. had this experience of like, oh my God, this is when one feels when they're happy. And ah. <laughs> I could breathe and I could, there's this experience in Paris always. It was very... I was too 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 tall, too loud, too strong, too something mm. for France. And I I really believe that America was a was I was dropped by the wrong bird on the wrong house being born in Paris. So <laughs> I found my way. I found my way to what I consider my home. And I lived in LA for 30 years. I just oh. moved to Arizona. Oh no okay. I'm in love with. I am in love with this place. Where, where, where in Arizona are you? It's called Wickenburg Ranch. It's in the middle, like think nowhere, like nowhere. Yeah, I was say. right in the middle Not of nowhere. <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. That is the best. Coming from Paris, it's like I couldn't have been more cosmopolitan or whatever Paris is. And to you know, I play pickleball. <laughs> ah, the new craze, pickleball. New craze. It really is. Oh my god, I, I I didn't even know what the sport was until recently, and now everybody and their mother is playing. It's, <laughs> some of the things you see too i mean the ball doesn't always need to stay inside the court apparently i've seen some pretty wild the rules the rules are pretty strict actually it was surprisingly when you first watch it it's like ah, oh, it's like ping pong but you're standing on the table you know right not not super sophisticated but then you start playing and woo, it's <laughs> i'm gonna have to get more into it then because i was watching something look like pickleball and these guys they, maybe they were just doing an exhibition and having fun or something but oh yeah no no it's super straight the ball definitely stays in the court <sighs> and i went to a tournament this weekend because i'm really into it i play twice a day twice nice. a day. yes it's super fun I'm, I'm super into it good for your heart it's great exercise it's good for everything and you know i, I don't know if you you know my story a little bit but i used to be 350 pounds which you know that that's that's news you sure look wonderful for somebody who was 
<laughs> Thank you. I've lost 200 pounds. So I'm lighter on my feet for sure. But you know, that concept of, of being athletic, which uh -huh. I really, I am. It's funny how my bigger body was, was you know, it's just, I, I didn't move a lot because when you were that heavy, you know, if you work out, you break bones. And so yeah. <clears throat> really, um, a good, um, a good protocol. But now I to to like I was filling in one of those forms, you know, for the doctor, I was doing a, just a routine blood test. And they were like, how often do you work out? And in the past, I would have been like, you know, uh, <laughs> I walk from my desk to my couch. Exactly. Know? And now I wrote twice a day <laughs> and it's yeah. true. not missed for like two months. I've been going twice a day. So feels good when you can do that. Yeah. Anyway, talk about feels, a rabbit hole, huh? Uh, no, but it's, but it feels really good when you can do that, when you can actually sit in a doctor's office and go, you know, essentially I'm paying a doctor to tell me either I'm healthy or I'm sick. And I kind of already know this. <laughs> that's, actually true. that's actually true. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, so, that's so, you moved, the beginning. so you, so you began your life here in the U S you stayed, so you started in LA? I did. I actually knew some people. That was the start of, at least I had a place to stay for right. three weeks. Uh -huh. And then I had to find my own way. And I did. I, I, I really, I met good people and I started fun jobs. And I'm a, there's a quality about my DNA. I pivot really well. Like I'm really good at like, okay, well, what's next? Or, okay, that didn't work. Okay, let's do this other thing. And and so I, I, I met friends and we started a project and I wrote, I was writing for a French magazine. You were saying I'm a psychologist. I was writing for um, a magazine on psychology about what's happening on the West Coast. And, you know, the whole, it was the beginning of the whole mind, body, soul. Connection. Nice. And so it was a super fun few years and it's been super fun years after that. So, so, it, sounds, so it sounds like that's what led you into your own studies in psychology. Is that, is that about right? Yeah, yeah, probably. I mean, I think I was always on a quest. I was an unusual kid. Like everybody was into the biggest whatever and the watch and the clothes and the this and the that. And I, <laughs> I was really interested in what makes people tick and, and what gets us to do what we do and why. And I was asking very deep questions from being very young. I, I think we come with our own suitcase somehow so, on the planet. So you did that. And then you, as you were going through that process, did you go back to go get your degree? Because I think your degree is from France or? So I have an MBA as well. I have three degrees technically because I'm a journalist as well. So I did business and psychology, um, oh. business in the journalism in France. And I did psychology here. In the and it's, <laughs> it was beautiful to study something that truly interested me, you know, uh -huh. to the thing you do because, you know, your parents think it's a good idea. Exactly. of sorts and so it was it was very powerful for me to realize wow when you study something that deeply deeply interests you how much more which I, I think is part of the education problem we have is that those kids are not as interested in you know they have a phone they can do all they can do and then they come to school and it's like whatever we were studying a hundred years ago <laughs> so yeah. then they think they have yeah. ADD it's like I don't think you have ADD I think you're bored yeah but, um, so yeah the, edu the education system has not been very i know i'm probably going to hear it for this but has not been very good at keeping up with the time no, um, or the no. technology for that matter no no i mean uh, this year sadly the technology probably helped a little but no I, I i think that education is what it is and then kids are supposed to fit in there and it should be you know the, the kids should be the center of the, the problem we're trying to solve as opposed to, you know, the other right. side, the other way around. So I do, know, I do know they're working on a certain model where um, 
the education system is more um, student centric yeah. to where it focuses on what the student's strengths are and nurtures that while still working on the other stuff, at, at least at the, <clears throat> at the elementary level. <clears throat> but the idea of, of being able to give them a stronger foothold so that they can have better confidence in who they are. Exactly. You'd think that's a valuable thing, right? And also, so I, you know, I'm sure we're going to talk about it, but productivity and learning how to manage yourself is an interesting topic that is not covered in school. And then you have these grown up adults that are not very um, adept at like, how do I yeah. manage myself? How do I go from point A to point B? <clears throat> when I say I want to do something, how do I get myself to do it? You know, and I think that should be the center of school. I, you know, that's funny. You, you bring that up and, and we might as well begin to break the ice on that one is talking about realities. This has been a, a subject actually that has been kind of swirling around in a few circles that I'm, I'm involved in. And that's, yeah. why, that's why I'm glad you're here. Uh, somebody once posted, and I'm trying to remember what it, what it said, but whose reality are we actually living? Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. and what premise are we using as like, are we who we say we are, or are we who we think we're supposed to be? Or, and when people formulate that kind of stuff, I mean, can you, can you kind of give a little bit of perspective on that? It's like, what I think is real isn't necessarily real. It's due to my perspective. Mm -hmm. And then my reality, me, the person, is not necessarily me because I've been programmed a certain way or I allowed a program a certain way. Or oh. you, know, you, you know where I'm going with that, right? Yeah, that's very deep stuff. It reminds me of this beautiful story of two people arrive to live in a new town separately. Okay. Okay. One of them goes to the <clears throat> library because that's where the stuff, you know, people chat and that's where things are. And so goes and says, you know, so I'm, I just moved to town. Like, how, how is it over here? And the person says, well, where, where are you from? Like, well, how was it where you're from? And yeah, yeah, goes, yeah. Oh, people were horrible and they were mean and people were not nice to one another, blah, 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 blah. And like, you know, very negative. And the woman goes, yeah, it's a little bit like that as well. And then the second guy comes in and says, hey, I just moved to town. How is it over here? And the woman goes, well, how was it where you come from? So the guy goes, it was beautiful. People were kind and smart and funny and blah, blah, blah. And like all good things. And she goes, yeah, it's like that here. <laughs> it really is what you bring, what you bring to the plate, you know, makes the experience. Interestingly enough, when you look at today's youth, you can see what's being brought to the table for them it's almost telltale of what's going to happen when they come to the table with their reality. Mm. And I, I, I really hope the librarian is somebody that shows up in their lives to help them see that because yeah. there are only so many clients you can serve a day. <laughs> no, but I trust, you know, it's funny. I've also come around to trust even situations that look either desperate or really difficult. And maybe that's very controversial to, to position it this way. And this is not to say, you know, people are responsible for their lives, but I do think that we all, we have, we have, we have dealt a certain, you know, deck of cards and how we end up playing. I think it really is kind of an internal, it's an internal choice because even in the, and I've had some really difficult hardships, actually, if you, if you, if I look back to my life, but I do think that there is a way to look at them as 
oh, okay, what, okay, what am I learning here? Like, what's available for me to, to grow from this situation? And I, you know, I, I believe there is a good part, maybe not all of it, of course, but there's a good part where we can, we could look at reality and make it um, a place to learn. And it's, a, someone said recently to me, I never heard this quote, but something along the lines of, there is no such thing as losing. You either win or you, or you learn. Yeah. Yeah, and I've seen that, that one too. Very, that was very, very beautiful. And I, I kind of, I think I really line up with that. I, f I f find the same for myself. One of the nice things that I learned <clears throat> in one of the latest um, interactions with one of my friends says, it is a game, like you said, we're dealt a, uh, we're dealt a hand. There are rules, as in anything in life. But the rules can be changed. Mm -hmm. the question is do you know that they can't be changed are you should you change them and mm -hmm. will you change them mm -hmm. so that you can play a better hand mm -hmm. now you may be left with nothing but <clears throat> a deuce a five and a, and a jack and a you know a seven what are you gonna make out of that i know that's only four cards but what are you gonna make out of that well i don't know is this draw or is this hold them which 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 game are we playing by yeah. The more we, the more we are aware, I think of of what's really going on. It might be easier to step out of the storm and kind of look at it from outside and go, "Oh, maybe it's not as bad as I thought." Yeah, and that's difficult to do. You know, it's the story of the elephant who's attached to the wall with this big thick chain and tries yep. to pull it out of the wall, mm -hmm. and the, you know, of course, doesn't have the strength to do that. But then, as the elephant grows, you know, one little string attaches it to the tent and the elephant doesn't even try you know to to we we are it is the human condition is is complex that way because we are we are told the things that are true that are not true i was told i was lazy my entire childhood like in france you know there is a there is a way that that children are raised that i guess functions under the the more I criticize you, the more you're going to become better, <laughs> which looking back was probably the, the craziest concept, but I, I was exposed to a lot of criticism and it takes, it takes a lot of force for someone to extract themselves, you know, from that particular, um, that particular reality uh, that one imposes on you. And, and if you buy it, like I often, like I often pause and say, like I'm not buying what you're saying at all. It's like I know you're saying it with a lot of convictions, but that is that doesn't make it true. And it's it it yeah. So I think questioning what what one believes is probably the most maturing, the most spiritual, the most exciting. I mean, it has like really good words for me to it because it's like we don't know what the puzzle is, but if we don't if we don't question every piece we end up making something that's not the life we wanted and it's you look at the thing and you're like what, what is this like I, I, that's not what I was building and and then you're old and it's too late and oh it, it's just I, I actually my my uncle uh, who was in a hospital for a lot of his life he had a brain condition mm -hmm. that made him and I went to visit him once and there was he was not ready and I was in the park waiting for him and this guy, this old guy, the straw hat and like old piece of cigar. Yeah. And I'm I'm 20 something and he's 90 something. And so of course I, you know, being a psychologist and a journalist, you can see the curiosity peaking. But I'm just like, tell me, tell me what what tell me what did you learn? What did you get? What did you miss? What 
And he proceeds with like, I didn't like my life and I didn't love my wife and I hated my job and my kids are, I don't really connect with them at all. Right. It was, it was just, it was traumatizing. It traumatized me. I walked away with like, I do not want to sit on a bench one day at, in my nineties and be like, Bleh. yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, because that is when we choose is now, you know, it's like right now I have the many choices that will make my sitting on that bench in our nineties, you know, more exciting. So I want to take those choices. I remember watching a little video, a video of a father, older father and his son who was an adult. And he saw a little bird and he asked, what is that? And the son said, and I think, I believe it was in Spanish. I believe it was a one, something like that. So it was subtitled. <clears throat> and the father would ask, what is that? And the son looks up and he's reading the newspaper. The father's just sitting there, hanging up, chilling, you know, obviously retired. And the son would go to Sparrow. And then the father waits for a minute. And then a couple of seconds later, he goes, what is that? And now the son looks up and he goes, I just said, it's a Sparrow. <clears throat> he asked a third time and the son gets irritated with him. And he goes, dad, it's a, it's a sparrow. It's a bird. What's the problem? I, I don't understand. I've told you three times now. And eventually the father gives him his journal with his finger at a certain mark in the pages and it opens it up and the father walks off and the son looks inside and realizes his dad was repeating his son when his son was a child. And would consistently oh. keep asking and keep what asking. What is that? What is that? What is that? Yeah, what is that? What is that? And and it said, and it lightens his heart to be able to answer his son every time. Mm. Yeah. <sighs> talk yeah. about talk about a tearjerker. He went back outside and they sat down. And when the father asked again, it was, it's a sparrow. Just mm. matter of fact. Mm. I th I think if we did if we did more of that for our youth. And gave them actual, you know, tools to work with so they can think for themselves and give them the answers. Yeah. We would probably move things a little further along, a little faster. And I'm, and I'm talking on both sides of the spectrum from scientific to, to spiritual. There's a ton of questions being asked here. There's some questions being asked here. I don't think there's enough being asked here. If we were to get them both moving in the same direction, I think we'd have some major breakthroughs. Mm -hmm. Personal opinion. Um, we're going to take a quick 30-second break. Yeah, these these rabbit holes are fun sometimes. Um, we're going to take a quick 30-second break. When we come back, we're going to chat about um, what motivated Soph to do what she's doing, what's in, what inspires her now. You know, these, these are things that, you know, she's, she's done stuff in business. She's helped build businesses. She's consulted. She's spoken on stages. She's, you know, she's consulted just individual clients. So, want to get some of those stories too so we'll be back in 30 seconds and we're back java chat sitting here with soph sheesh i really am going to try to get that down perfectly because that is you're doing it great better I, than both it's yeah listen with my last name i don't like messing up other people's names <laughs> <laughs> but it's <clears throat> you have obviously lived a very interesting life moving from place to place completely culture shock differences continuously finding the, ne the next thing. I mean, part of that's a mindset, but what, what got you there? I mean, what, what kept you inspired to keep looking for these next deals? I mean, is it just something that's inherent or is it something that 
was partially external, partially internal? What was it? I mean, I, I, I have many layers of, of answers to that. I think the people <laughs> you meet along the way uh, play a big piece. I was very influenced by very, very cool people, just nice. walks of life. And I was an unusual uh, kid from the perspective, like I spoke multiple languages and I had lived, you know, I lived in Spain and I lived in Paris and I moved to the States. And so there was always like a, when you're a stranger somewhere, you have a curiosity, like a, mm -hmm. like an innate, because you don't speak the language very well, because you really don't, it, it almost like it handles the ego of um, thinking you know anything, because you always, oh, yeah. I was always kind of on a not exactly balanced footing. And so it creates a certain openness and a certain curiosity. And I would have conversations with people that would kind of bounce me to, oh, wow, I never thought of it this way. And so I would kind of play with it. I did do a workshop when I was very young, maybe 17, 18. And my, one of my best friends at the time had uh, died of um, an aneurysm, like kind of sudden one of those. And it was, it was a moment wow. that changed my life, you know, because it, it, we were both living full on lives, you know, with too much drugs and too much alcohol and too much, pretty much everything. And her path, you know, got really short. And I, I remember looking at myself in the mirror a couple of days after she had died and, and saying, you know, okay, well, that's, this is kind of a pivotal moment because if you keep doing what you're doing, that is what happens. That is yeah. I mean, what happen here or there or, you know, the next thing, but something will happen because I was really yeah. not taking care of myself. And, and I think that was the beginning. I think if I look back, there was definitely kind of a bouncing place of, okay, well, do you want to die? Because that's, <laughs> that's, where you, that's where you're heading, you know? A simple question. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very simple, but very basic question. And I remember it was the, it was almost like a Titanic, like, okay, we're going to, we're going to shift direction, you know, yeah. and, I, and I did, and I started doing, I mean, it took about 10 years, maybe 10, 12 years to get the boat in the right track, but it was, it was definitely, there was, a, there was this, this encounters, you know, like I, I did a walk on fire with Tony Robbins when I was ah, those are fun. around those, that age, and <laughs> that challenged my belief in reality, like there was definitely, I'm walking on 2000 degrees, you know, yeah. like that. That's con inconceivable, and yet I'm doing it, you know. And I think that changed my my re my my connection to reality changed because I would many years still today probably I would start something and well that's not possible. It's like really, <laughs> really. And I remember there was another time where I did a uh, um, an experience that was called um, hydro plant hydro hydro something where you covered your body like your knees and your hips and like they were like all sorts of padding, but basically you were a fish in those rap rapids, like river. Wow. And you had these little boosters on your elbows, you know, almost like a bobsleigh type of thing. And you went down the river, you know, like as fast as, as the river was going. And I remember the only guy that got hurt when we were going down was the one who paddled and fought the river. You know, like the guy had warned us that the only way to go down this thing and not ourselves was to just go and trust the river and 
And it was a it was the closest thing to being a fish, probably that it sure. would have. But they would, we would like like fly over the rocks and take a turn and gush and go around and down and then up there was a lagoon and we would rest. And but this guy, he was just not having it, you know. And, and he kept fighting and trying to control, like control the rapids, really, you know. And that's what people do with life, you know. They try to control life as if. You know that was a that was that was a thing. It's not a thing. <laughs> you can't control anything. I think, and so I remember having this this awareness when I got out of the water of like, ah, if you fly and if you flow with the the rhythm, you'll be fine. That was that was such a, a great you know um, light bulb moment of like, if you fight against what's happening, you're you're screwed. He banged both of his knees, broke his legs. <laughs> Like a very, a very clear, you know, message to, so I'm not sure I'm answering your question, but that really played I, big. No, you're, you're, you're rolling a good subject though, because I mean, I, I, to be fair and to be, to be clear, how many of us that are entrepreneurs have not done that? I mean, we get into situations, <clears throat> businesses every day. I mean, it's not for the faint of heart. There's all kinds of stuff that goes down. Some of them wonderful, some of them not wonderful. I mean, you still have the other side of business where, you know, there, there are problems that have to be dealt with. Yeah. But again, are you going to fight it? Or are you going to mm -hmm. flow with it? You know, mm -hmm. and, and, and all the cliches that go with it, flow state, et cetera, and all that stuff that, that everybody wants to talk about. But honestly, it's just, if you're resisting, you're going to create friction. Friction creates heat. Heat creates, yeah. heat creates problems, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and, if you're if you're a little more open to maybe understanding the situation mm -hmm. and trying to figure out what the lesson is in it that maybe maybe next time around it's not so it's not so resistant or maybe next time it doesn't seem so bad you know? yeah, it's a really interesting debate though because i also can fight for the argument that sometimes friction is what creates something new and something different and something better you know it is it, if i look at my life it is out of trying to solve something difficult that i i it shaped my character you know like it shaped who i've become and so go would that would that be friction or would that be perturbation because i i agree with you on that in order to grow there has to be some pressure in order to be able to become something of more value you do have to go through some stress you're that's that's never gonna there's this beautiful story about a, an Australian reef. I think it's a true story. I've never been there, but there's a teacher who's taking these kids to this lagoon and they, there's a the thing that goes into the ocean mm -hmm. and one side is exposed to the, you know, the rough of the water and the other side is only, is this lagoon that's very, you know, yeah. nothing is happening yeah. and there's no movement and the, one of the kids and it's it's thin enough that you can see both sides and one side that's exposed to the diff, you know the rough mm -hmm. the corals are bright and the colors are brilliant there's all this like beauty that's happening and on the lagoon side it's like it's all you know kind of dead there's no color it's like dead <laughs> yeah. exactly and and it's it's so it it is a, a fine line you know to be willing to expose ourselves somehow to the rough of life which creates the diamonds not to cliche too much yeah. and you know also to to be able to see something come and, and and trust i had i actually had bad news this morning 
I heard something that was slightly disappointing and I, and I, and I saw myself, I saw myself want to go there. It's like, it's attractive to be like, yeah, like, you know? it is. And then I, I was like, what do I know about life? What do I know? I know that things work out. I do know that things work out. Like on the other side of it, there's always, you know, especially if you have a spiritual angle on life, it's like, it's all, it's all working out. It really is always working on our behalf somehow. So even something that doesn't, look or feels good or you know there, there is i i believe in you know spirituality to me is 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 what is at the engine of all this like something is like for all we know you and i are upside down right now the planet is holding us you know what is holding us right like what, we're, what we're, we're, side, we're sideways we're, we're, we're kind of <laughs> i don't know where we are exactly at the, <laughs> in the rolling of, of it but you imagine it's like we're breathing right now we're looking we're seeing we, we're walking we're doing all these completely magical things it's like what like it's got to be something is working right something is working and something out there is working and the chaos is the chaos is somehow freaking organized and exactly thank I, goodness I it is because <laughs> i believe so i believe so yeah i yeah it's, it's well i mean considering how many near misses we have in the midst of passers-by with our planet uh, yeah, there's there's definitely some organization out there in the midst of all this chaos. So something's out there, and, and mm -hmm. whatever whoever you want to call it, um, thank you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Gratitude. There's yeah. been a lot of research. You know, you were asking earlier about gratitude is a state that um, tends to change what happens. I, I truly, one of my friends for like the past three years, we've been exchanging emails every day about what we're grateful for. And a few days ago, she wrote that she was grateful for gratitude, you know, that the, the energy, the, it's a beautiful concept that we are, that we, that particularly in that exchange that we have every day, you know, that we all day, I'm like, what am I going to say tonight? Like, what am I grateful for? You know, and I, and I search for those things and I end up having better days, I think, from focusing on what actually lifts my heart, what moves me, what touches me, what makes me laugh, you know, what makes me like there was someone at the pickleball, we were talking briefly about pickleball earlier, and someone did something that was so kind. It was just like just a gesture of kindness. And it just, oh, it just, it, it enriched me so much, you know, and it's simple things. It's simple things. It doesn't have to be big thing, but to be grateful is is a, a heck of a state. Huge. It's absolutely huge. We had, I used to work in a, uh, with some of our youth in our church. Mm -hmm. And one of the exercises that I would have them go through was when you go home, go to your kitchen table, sit down, <clears throat> start with the salt and pepper shakers. And they would say, what do you mean? So you sit down and you say, thank you for the salt shaker. Thank oh. you for the salt that's inside. Thank you for the pepper shaker. Thank you for the pepper that's in there. Mm. If creation, whoever you want to call it, Yahweh, God, universe, what have you, hadn't created salt, our food would be bland. Pepper, there would be no heat for us to, to live with internally because it's a heater. Mm -hmm. If that had not created glass or ceramic, there would be nothing to hold it in. Mm -hmm. How then do we go about not being thankful for those things that happen? Start there. And you could kind of see them confused at a second, but the next week when they came back, hey, guess what I did? No, 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 no. I'm looking at them, I'm going, seem a lot happier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's yeah. it's quite a it's quite a beautiful thing to be 
that simple in our appreciation. You know? It seems silly at first, but after a while, when you start feeling that build, build up inside, changes things. So even in the midst of a hard situation, if you, if you have gratitude for the mm -hmm. fact that it's a hard situation mm -hmm. and that, you know, there's something in it for you and you're just going to be patient to wait for it. It shifts, it shifts the energy. It really, I believe it shifts the energy. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with it. What happens? I it's it's quite. A, it, I, I don't think I believed in it the whole time. I think it. I grew into it. I really because I would see. Oh, I got really grumpy here, and I became more negative, and that seemed to continue to create a negative situation. And oh, here I could have been grumpy, but I decided not to, and somehow, you know, a different reality started developing because someone responded differently, and therefore I responded differently. It's like somehow you shifted. You know, by shifting the energy, you shifted their day as well. You know, that's what's beautiful. It's like by bringing something. We had a debate the other day at a dinner about meditation. And this guy was all about, I'm going to the Himalayans and I'm going to take six months and, you know, breathe, whatever. And I was like, that's beautiful. I mean, that's some of us probably are wired to do that. But it's like to me, I was at the supermarket and there was a long line and I was impatient and I, like, yeah. like, you know what? You're buying food. You're in a, in a city, in a country that has food. Like, let's celebrate that. Like, you want to be impatient because there's five people before you? Like, bah. like <laughs> it, made me, it made me like kind of, it grossed me out. Like, you know, but I was annoyed by that. And it, and it was beautiful because it was also, oh, here's a moment where I can shift and choose this moment to become and i started chatting with the woman in front of me this old lady that had lipstick all over her face and we just had this like super sweet moment and i'm pretty sure she had a sweet moment too that we we somehow and i could have been like standing there grumpy because i had to wait five minutes like no 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 that's not interesting to me it's what 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 gets me uh <clears throat> what's the word that situation is so readily available. Yeah. It's what people are choosing. Yeah. Versus what they could be choosing, like what yeah. you decided to choose. Yeah. You know, like, and, and this is classic because everybody does it. Self guilty as well. On a on a highway. <clears throat> oh, that one. Or on the roadways. I gotta get there. The sooner yeah. I can get there, the better. Everybody get out of my way. Why are you in my way? Why are you doing this? Why are you being that? And, and again, I've, I've done it too. You know, like I'm, I'm famous for pointing out the assholes on the road, which is, you know, look at that one over there. I never remember that there's another one behind me pointing at me going, look at that asshole. Anyway, the idea of it though is, is like you said, if we took the moment and goes, you know what? Yeah, it's a traffic jam. I could have left earlier. That's mm -hmm. one. Um, so part of that's on my shoulders. So sit out, sit down on that one. But at the same time, it's it's like maybe this timing is meant to have me mm -hmm. come in late. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's something else where the other side needs a little more time before I show up. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, what a! If we were able to shift when Satma cut, <laughs> I, I, I learned a big. Um, there was a big moment there too. I, I was driving and someone cut me off, and I and it was like, oh, you know, like it just it it it's over, which I, <laughs> I 
hate. I, I just hate being taken over. Talk about control. Like if you're going to be in control <laughs> of something, be in control of that, you know, because that's, but I remember them cutting me off and I was actually on my way to pick up a friend at the hospital. And when I got to the hospital, the person who had cut me off was there. I recognized the car and I was walking with them and we ended up striking a conversation and he was in the hospital because he just found out that his son Oh, it just wants me to cry every time I think of it. But this guy, he had just found out that his son was diagnosed with cancer and he had oh. rushed to the hospital to be with his wife. And I was like, you know what? I am never, I, I, don't know. I don't know what the person next to me, I don't know their life. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what just happened to them. And I want to be the force of like, I'm going to be kind. This person just cut me off. And for all I know, he's on his way to meet his wife to, you know, help their son. And so... I, you know, I find tricks like that to help me because it's tempting. It's tempting. Like we all on a treadmill, you know, it's going too fast. And somehow, you know, we, we, we have to do something. It's like, we keep talking about this thing out there and the politics and the, the big corporations. And it's like, there's no enemies out there. It's just, it's all, what am I doing in this moment? You know, am I choosing to get upset because this thing, this person thinks differently than me? It's like, ah, like yeah. I, I find ways to elevate the, the conversation for myself, you know, that it becomes like, if my daughter was witnessing this right now and I got so upset about something, would I, like, is that who I, that's what I want to pass on? You know, that's my legacy that I get pissed at everything. Yeah, it doesn't, one, it doesn't serve, two, it doesn't help uh, in, in any situation for that matter. Um, I'm also, I'm also one of those, it's like, you can think any way you want. I've got if, if you if you look at it either ideologically or politically, I've got friends on all sides of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. Friends. Friends that I can call and say, hey, how have you been? And they won't bring up anything that's a, a that's a stress point. You know, they, they just they're just like, I'm good. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Have you done this yet? No, I haven't. Okay. Um, you ever think about doing this yet? I'm like, probably not. Okay. Gotcha. And it's and, and the conversation moves on to something else. It's like, how's the kids? How's your how's your business? How's it how's your job? How's things? How are things? Yeah. Tell me that things are good. Let me glom onto something wonderful. Yeah. And that and that's how I am with my friends most times. It's like, give me some good news. I don't have any. Yeah, you do. Go find something. Give me some good news. <laughs> you have something that happened today that was wonderful. Don't you have a daughter? Don't you have a kid? Don't you have a wife? What's the good news there? You know, uh, so long as nobody's gotten cancer, <laughs> I think I think there's usually some kind of good. And even then, I mean, I had a business partner who did have a son that had cancer, and even in the midst of that, he was able to celebrate a few things. Mm -hmm. So it's it's nice to see that it's it's somewhat inherent in some of us. I, I I'm really hopeful that more will catch on. Mm -hmm. In in speaking of which. In your practice, in what you do, and be current today, which we're going to talk a little bit more in the, in the next section here in a minute, mm -hmm. um, isn't that some of what you do is try to help people get to that that stasis, that that new level beyond just existing? It is. It is what happens. The what people think they buy is a productivity type of methodology that allows them to do more things. Um, but pretty quickly on, we have the conversation of, you know, productivity is not about widget making things that don't matter. You're just going to make more of them, you know? Yeah. It, the conversation very fast gears towards like, you know, what is on this plate that is actually yours and actually you care about and that's meaningful to you. 
Because if it isn't, you know, find a way to pass it on or do less of it or find a way to do it. I was working with a teenager actually recently and, and he was not doing his homework. And so his life is, you know, hell. Because oh, yeah, exactly. And get out and he, you know, the parents keep taking away things from him. And I'm like, how long would it take you to do the damn thing? And he's like, 15 minutes. I'm like, stop being an idiot. Just do the thing. <laughs> do it. Just do the thing. And then you can go do what actually. And he, it was beautiful because he went on to like do the things that got him the right or the whatever, you know, to go do what he really wanted to do. And he started like this YouTube channel and interviewing people about the most spicy foods they eat or whatever, like whatever, something might be slightly silly, but he was doing like, he got, he went from being slightly depressed to like connected to life again, you know? And I was like, do the thing you have to do so we can get out and do something we want to do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's one of my main focus is helping people, see that if they if, if if something you have to do it just do it it's not going to feel better in two weeks it's going to get worse so do it now you know so it's 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 out of the way and so i work with people one-on-one to to um to set up a system to help them be organized in a way that they do what matters to them you know and how many people do i talk to that want to write a book and they want to move to a different city or they want to you know they want to do something they want to start a company or a business you know or, they want to go on a trip and it's 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 the thing that's not going to get done you know if we, if you don't deliberately set up yourself to set yourself up to do a little bit every day about it or 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 maybe adjust your thoughts like this one person was like describing their life in such a way and they were like well how do you do it and i was like i don't think about it that way <laughs> it's just if you think about it in such horrific terms you know it's like you're not gonna do it yeah and so to help people identify you know where those i call them incompatible beliefs you know it's like it's incompatible to try to get your business going but at the same time believe that you don't deserve that you know or that you're not good enough for it or like if you keep maintaining these thoughts, which are lies, that's what we we're saying at the beginning. It's like, it's, it's BS, you know, it's like, am I lazy? No, I don't like to do things I don't like to do, you know, right. kill me. Right. That's, you know, identify what those things are and do more of them. It's like a lot of people, when we build their systems for them, it's like they'll, they'll notice that that thing doesn't get done. And if I take a minute and poke at the thing, it's like, why are you not doing it? It's like, well, I don't know what to do. It's like, well, do you know how to ask? No, I don't know how to ask, or I don't know why this thing came on my plate. It's not for me to do. It's like, oh, so you don't know how to say no. Okay, well, let's work on that. You know, it's like productivity is not what tool are you using? It's, it's how do you, you know, what do you let in? What do you say yes to? It's like, I love this, this like I often tell the story of like, it's you walking down the street and there's a couch, someone threw a dirty, you know, peace smelling, you know, from dogs, whatever. You don't say, oh, I'm just going to bring it in. I'm going to bring it home. You know, you don't. And yet you do that with your thoughts and you do that with your appointments and you do that with whatever you say yes to. And it's, it's you know, the first exercise is learn to say no. Like, because otherwise when the thing appears on your calendar, you didn't want to do it two weeks ago, you still don't want to do it. <laughs> Why did you say yes? You know, unless you really had to. So yeah, we work with uh, we work with the psychology of productivity. The, the 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 funny thing is that when you said the dirty couch that's all messed up and everything, yeah, I was, I, my mind immediately went to well, in a positive thought, 
Couch has probably seen some better days and it's probably had a lot of fun. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but but you want it in, it but do you want it in your living room? You know, do you exactly. want it in your own house? And the question is yeah, probably, probably not until it's been Clorox about a week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> at least. <laughs> cool. Well, we're gonna take one more break. 30 seconds, guys. We'll be right back and uh we're gonna we're gonna chat a little bit more about what's next. What's Soap going to be doing or what is she doing and where can you find her, right? So 30 seconds here. Welcome back, Java Chat, sitting here with Soap Sheesh and chilling out, talking about, we, we got into this thing uh, on the break about archetypes and it just so happens to be exactly what she does. <laughs> so, um, can you kind of describe, like, I, th I think there's like five that you focus on at present and, and what they're like as far as in relation to this breakthrough work that you do with people? Yeah, so archetypes are trends, I would call them, you know, so out of 100 people, it seems that about 20 and 20 and 20 and 20, right, there's like segments of the, the, the group that seems to be functioning the same way, like you, you have the similar reflex, you need the same kind of information to be able to perform, or you generate a lot of ideas and, you know, it's difficult for you to actually put them in action. For someone else, it's super easy to put things in action, but they don't have really good ideas. And so it's, it's attempting to um, codify a little bit, like what kind of personality you have around productivity so that you understand yourself better. It, it stems from, we are afraid of what we don't know. That's one of the classic, you know, what scares us the most is the unknown. And we don't know ourselves. We literally, a lot of people do not understand themselves. And that's step number one. It's like, if you start to understand that, oh, when something like that happens, this is what I tend to do. Or when something like that happens, it shuts me down and then I'm not able to bring myself back. So how do I track it proactively so that I don't end up in a situation where I know I'm going to be really, it's going to be very difficult for me to, to, to perform or to function. And so identifying archetypes is a way to, it would be like going to the engine of the car and being like, well, I guess one of those is a battery and not knowing how the thing works at all. And it's like, it's doing that within ourselves. It's, it's really uh -huh. trying to understand why is it easy for you to start something new, but it's really difficult for you to wrap it up. You know, because maybe there is a perfectionism or maybe there is a commitment to like keeping things going because you're afraid if you finish one, you're not going to be able to start something else. And so you'd rather stay, you know, in that one particular uh, path. And so to identify those things, like I was on a podcast a few days ago and it was uh, two people, they're not a couple, but they're a man and a woman and they work together and they did, they took the quiz on the website. That's um, at becurrenttoday.com. You can take that quiz about your own productivity style. And it was the most moving thing because you could see they, they're having a hard time, you know, and I could see from their archetype that it would be difficult for them to work together. And so, but, but it's also the strength, you know, like one is very structured and the other one is, you know, generating ideas every 10 seconds, which makes it for a really difficult. Oh yeah. That's really difficult. Yeah, it does. It is difficult, but it isn't if, and so we ended up landing on the woman in this case is the one who keeps generating all these ideas. And the guy is the one who's attempting to structure a little bit. And their relationship was really poisoned by not understanding, you know, each, each role. And so when we explore, explored together, we landed on, 
oh, you mean when you try to structure me, you're not trying to control me. You're really trying to help so we can generate some of these ideas and make them happen. And, and he said, oh, when you have all these ideas, you don't need me to do all of them. You just want to explore. And, you know, somehow in the midst of this, they, they found this, this really healing space. It was really, really beautiful. It was really beautiful. That is beautiful. My goodness. When you can get, well, two people, period, whether they're, they're same or opposite gender, it doesn't matter. When you can get two humans to actually understand each other yeah. and the amount of synergy that they can create. Yeah. Even I mean, though it's might be with them understanding themselves. I mean, yeah. forget, I mean, forget the second comes understanding the other person, but also to like years ago, someone did a test with me like that. And they, I remember that sentence, like it was yesterday and I will never forget. And I was in my early twenties, but someone said, you have a way of talking and that came with my particular profile that people will want to drop what they're doing and go do it and then they'll <laughs> you because that's not what they want to do. So when you speak to people, adjust a little bit. So when you speak, you say, if that works for you, for example, right? <laughs> and, and it changed my life. Like it changed the way people related. Like before they'd be like, I don't know why, but I, I have to go do this thing she just said. And of course they wouldn't want to because the That's power of suggestion is afoot with you, I tell you. <laughs> oh my God, it was such a powerful, powerful thing for me to adjust. And I wouldn't have known. I wouldn't have known. I would have been like, why do people like, like working with me for a minute? And then they run away. Because it's very hard to say no to a personality like that. And I learned to work with that. And now people still don't want to. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I find that hard to believe. But, <laughs> but, but it came from, it came from a, an understanding of self which I adjusted a little bit, you know? It's like food. If you eat a food that makes you sick every time you eat it, it's like either you want to be sick and continue to eat it, or you want to feel better and maybe you stop eating it. And it's, like, <laughs> it's, really, it's that simple. It is that simple. But people don't necessarily, um, because that's the other thing we were discussing earlier. In order to respond well to what happens or as a choice, you cannot be full on caffeinated. You haven't slept in three days and you've drank too much alcohol and you blah, 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 blah. It makes it really, and you eat sugar up the- I will, I will, I will be excusing myself at this point. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to kick you out. Um, but you know, I've been called out a little bit, guys, just, just so you guys know. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But you know, I drink, okay, so this is a protein drink. I drink a protein drink every morning because I've discovered many years ago that if I don't start my day with protein by noon, I want to eat pasta with cake Ooh, yeah. and uh, sugar and up the gazoo. But if I eat protein first, familiar. I do not have, the, right? Familiar. It's like, it's, a, it's like biohacking. It's like that, you know, Dave Asprey has done a lot of work in that space, you know, of like, understand how this machine works. So then you don't have to handle a horse that's going 500 miles an hour. That's very difficult to manage. But if you, if you manage it before, it gets to this out of control state, you know, then you can do something about it. And it, I don't know, I guess I'm very commonsensical. No, no, that's, that, 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 well, yeah, that, that's very common sense. And it's, which is not so common and so much a cliche today, but being able to understand yourself. So um, just as a quick, what are the five, what are the five archetypes that are out there? So the first one is the planifier. The planifier needs details, deadlines, like everything you can give them. That's like, you know, so if you have a kid that's a planifier and you, you, you deep plan them and you change the schedule on the middle of, you know, without them being aware of it, you 
you, it's like you, you, you're hurting them. It's like you move the train from one track to the other. It, it, it is that kind of internal experience. And then you have the creativator. So I'm a creativator. And a creativator is a balance between having a lot of ideas, but also having enough structure that you can actually make it happen. Our challenge, the creativators, is that we are we engage with too many things. A little bit of you know shiny object syndrome, and it's like, oh, that sounds cool. Like, let me do this other thing, and then we get deep into that thing, but then we kind of didn't finish this other one. And then the envisioner has a lot of ideas, but has zero capability to make them happen. So you see them just like, doo, 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 you know, like, this is cool. This is great. This is neat. This is wonderful. This is neat, this is neat. But they, they really have a hard time, you know, connecting to what do I do tomorrow morning to make this happen? <laughs> it's a good partnership. It's a beautiful partnership. Planifiers and envisioners are beautiful, beautiful, beautiful partnership. And then nice. there's the disruptor. The disruptor wants nothing to do with anyone. He's the one when you go on vacation, he's like, where is he? Oh, he went on his own to do his own thing. Like, that's probably me. I like people after my fourth cup of coffee. Oh, that's funny. And then the last one is the focuser. And the focuser, you cannot derail them. My husband's a focuser. So if I walk in his office and I'm like, oh my God, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, not happening. He's so focused on what he's, he's a pilot, which is interesting. Like, you know, to, to do that, like a lot of people that have jobs where focus is really, you know, yeah. They, they're yeah. often focusers. So focusers are difficult with, say, envisioners because a focuser is going to want to go super like, ta -ta 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 -ta, and the envisioner is like, doo -doo 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 -doo. yeah, exactly. Not a good, not a good, not a good, not a good mix. So go take the test. Go, go take the quiz. I'd love to know if you are indeed a disruptor. Oh, I'm, um, I'm, I'm definitely taking that test. I, uh, and I'm sending it off to about four or five partners because I, I can already hear just from the way you're talking. We have some, we have yeah. some different archetypes between all four or five of us and it needs to be yeah. it needs to be known like now because it's there's some and this is on one project there's there's some friction going on that we need to <laughs> we need to fix um but yeah that definitely you know where to find me <laughs> absolutely um people can find you online on, on it looks like on facebook uh they can find you on linkedin is that correct yes on instagram okay. well we're connecting and that's for sure um the oh you have a pinterest oh uh, you have an instagram wonderful so definitely instagram is be current today guys make sure you follow her there again all the links will be down below make sure that you you know follow and so on um stop off and take the the, the quiz i mean if nothing more just go do that uh, there's nothing like knowing yourself uh, it's the old uh i think it's the old greek know thyself know thyself yeah yeah i mean it, it's it's so stone unturned we should be a village that we visited everywhere yeah. Elves. yeah, it really yeah. is. A I, I agree, definitely. Um, you are you still you you have practice right now where you work with people still? Are you are you? I do. I do. I do one on ones. I do groups. We do some on your own. You can purchase as the system. You know where you learn how to do it on on your own, which is a lot more affordable. Um, we do. We we work with people. Whatever we find ways. You know because. I believe the mission of this company is to help people that have lots of ideas execute them, you know, and I feel like we have solutions. This world needs solutions. Oh boy. There's a lot of, there's a lot of problems out there. And I believe mm. that if people were a little bit more, a little bit more organized, they could, um, they could, you know, contribute what they need to. Everyone has a piece to the puzzle, you know, so I'm, I'm doing my piece to help people bring their own. I, I wish more would understand that. 
it's like the ones who are super depressed don't think they have any worth. It's like, yes, you do. You just haven't you found it You're yet. the only one that can bring the peace you have. So yeah. we have, we have to do what we can to help each yeah. other bring it. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was another, I'll share this one last thing and then we'll, we'll wrap it up. I, I saw something yesterday, um, from a, from a guy, um, interestingly enough on TikTok who mm-hmm. says, how come there are so many female helping female creators on here, but there are no men helping men creators. And then why is it that when a man wants to help other men that they're dumped on? What, what's, what's the point in doing that? There are guys out there that need help. There are guys out there that are struggling and a woman's a woman's perspective is one perspective but the man's perspective also has to be introduced yeah. why would you down somebody that's trying to help another guy stand up wow. and be a man and I, I i thought about that and it's like part of it is those people that are downing you don't know themselves yeah it's fear a lot of people have fear you know and people are fear fearful when they're vulnerable so they need even more support and even more love yeah and it's i was one of the first i wasn't one of the first to comment but i think i was one of the first to start really pushing on the fact that look you're one of those creators i follow you Mm -hmm. and whether i need the help or not i think what you're doing is awesome yeah keep pushing content yeah we need each other yeah we do i think i think humankind just needs to be a little more compassionate that's a empathy and compassion are the two things i'm i'm seeing a lot missing these days and i'm floored that humans don't understand just a little compassion, just a little empathy. Mm. If you live in fear, you don't have those things. Nope. You're more you're more worried about other things than that may not that may not be wor- as worrisome as you think. Yeah, so. that's a beautiful way to end. Uh, I'm all so, about that. So, so thank you so much for joining me today. This is honestly too short, um, but I really enjoyed having you on Java Chat. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Um, guys, again, if you are wanting to follow her, all the links will be down below in the description. Make sure you, if you got a question, feel free to comment there. Better yet, go take the quiz first and then send her a note on like Instagram or something. I'm sure she'll answer you. Yes, um, I will actually. I will. If you're watching us on YouTube, going down that way, I have to remember I'm nerd. Going down that way is a little subscribe button and there's a little bell next to it. So make sure you hit the bell because that tells you when we got another great interview like this. Uh, popping onto YouTube. If you're listening to us on any of the podcast platforms, download, subscribe, do what you do. Um, if you listening, if you're listening to us on Anchor.fm, that's our home plate for now. Uh, make sure that you give some support there. The big one, though, and I've been saying this more and more as of late, you got good value out of this. You got to know somebody else who could or who would take it, share it with them. Say, hey, just go listen to this. It's pretty cool. There's some great stuff in there. I think you'll find some some good content. Share it with your colleagues. Share it with your friends. Share it with your family. I mean, somebody out there needs to hear this. So share it with them and, and share the love. All right. Thanks, everybody, for making the time and taking the time to come and hear this. Watch us listen. We love every one of you. Make sure you stay up, stay safe, stay healthy, and live. For so sheesh and myself, Coffee with Mike. Ciao for now. Bye. For more information on Java Chat, visit www.javachatpodcast.com. You've been listening to Coffee with Mike on Java Chat. Tune in weekly to this podcast for the next episode. 
You can also download or subscribe today on your favorite podcast platform. A production of Oasis Media Group, LLC. Located in Las Vegas, Nevada. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved.